0: Hey, welcome once again, uh, it's kind of early in the morning, the sun has risen, and this is Fred, and we're going for a walk, another walk, uh, this time going to someplace a little different, we're just heading out right now, well when I say we, me and you guys, I'm alone and you guys are there, wherever you are, thanks for coming again. Uh, I just am starting out now, I'm not going to be going too far because I've managed to get myself close to this estuary of a very large one of our island's largest rivers and uh, it's cold out so everything's kind of frozen and when I say estuary what I mean is this is a drainage of a very large well for us a large river and it flows out into the ocean and at the bottom end here uh, it spreads out quite a bit with mud flats and a bunch of old trees and, and stuff that have, like big giant trees that have washed down with root wads and stuff like that, and when I first came out I had to basically relieve myself behind a tree here, and I startled an eagle who was sitting there right uh, on the ground, about 10 feet from me, big uh, big boy, um, an immature eagle, and uh, so I'm just off a logging road here, and uh booting out towards the beach. I'm trying to kind of go kind of slow because I don't want to startle anything. Let them know I'm here. People are booting out this logging road. It's kind of a nice day to go hunting deer. So I have a feeling that's what's happening. There comes someone now. But they don't really see me out here so I'm feeling pretty good. I'm swinging my head around and the tide is out quite low. There's a number of ducks out there, and pretty soon I'll pull my binoculars up and take a good look. I probably should have put my rubber boots on again, but this time I did bring them, so I'll come back for them later when I get way out there. Um, Now there's a pair of really beautiful trumpeter swans out there. I can see, I'm going to go out and see how many I can count. The trumpeters are quite beautiful, and then when you see them this sometimes with the beach foam that floats around out and around the estuary you can hardly tell if you're looking out to the distance whether it's beach foam you're looking at or if it's swans. I can clearly see there's a swan. There's another one. And one, two, three, four swans. Big old trumpeters. other. Oh, and there's a crazy little shorebird. I'm going to have to pull up my binoculars. So I'm going to see if I can move out here. Oh, there's an eagle. Another eagle. And they're just hanging out low on the stumps. Well, when I say stumps, what I really mean is big giant root wads from all the wash that comes down to this watershed it gets deposited here at the mouth of the river. These are big, big tree trunks with root wads. And on some of these root wads hanging out there, they create some of the only substrate for plants. So you got these little interesting sort of plant communities on top of these root wads that are sort of out there in the river mouth. And at different times of the year, you can see all kinds of different waterfowl out here. The wintertime is kind of a good time of year to come out here because... Um, a lot of the birds will come here and hang out in the winter because right now it's actually quite cold in British Columbia and all across Canada from what I heard on the CBC this morning. But we're fortunate out here. We're so far offshore from the mainland of Canada, like we're the furthest west you can get. And so we're moderated by the ocean temperatures, which keeps us from getting those bone-chilling temperatures like what's happening in the north of British Columbia, like at a place called Dee's Lake, which is minus 50 degrees Celsius today. Sorry, guys, for that. That's when all the, I mean, trees start popping and sort of exploding and cracking at around 25, minus 25. So I don't know how you guys can even survive that. But anyways, here we are. I'm not there. I'm here. And I'm really enjoying the look of these swans as they're just gently swimming out in the estuary here in this glassy, calm environment. I'm gonna walk out here further. I'm gonna get my feet wet, what the hell. All for the podcast, away from the highway. Well, it's not the highway, it's road. Okay, we'll just go down here. Maybe I can see some prints in the sand, who knows? Not really sand, it's mud. So I'm sleeping around here, stepping around goose shit. I'm looking down, seeing a bunch of grasses and rock weeds. And there's a bull, some bull kelp here. There's even some small barnacles on up here at the edge of the high tide line. I always find that kind of amazing that the barnacles can survive this far from the ocean and this close to fresh water, but it is that intermix of salt water and fresh water that makes this estuary so interesting. When you have a complex of sort of things going on like salt water, fresh water, shoreline edge, mud flats, shallow water next to deep water, and all the water draining out of the river here, it just provides a really great place for a complex of species. Now, I'm, unfo- oh, Josh, there's just a whole lot of ducks flying by. They've lifted off, so I'm looking for a raptor. What I really want to see is a peregrine come down and go whammo, because that's exciting. As sad as it is for the duck, it's pretty exciting for me. I'm going to keep my eyes peeled here for something like that. Oh, the little buffalo head just came zinging by my head. love those little guys. Oh, there's ducks flying everywhere here. I don't think it's me that's scaring them. Yeah, so, yeah, just a lot of deep, you can see little ripples from the currents. it kind of a quiet little time here. So now, I'm stepping on little clamshells and whatnot, but now I can count one, two, five, there's five, six swans. Big old trumpeters. Oh my God, there's like, let me see now. Yeah, I just counted like about 120, ooh, 130. These ducks here they seem like mallards or some kind. I'm they're just too far off. I can't really tell you what they are, unfortunately. I hear an eagle. I don't know if you could hear the eagle bugling, but then you can also a raven kind of calling in the background and an eagle in the foreground. It's a blue heron sitting out there on a log, floating by, oh, way offshore there, there's another two swans, so now I see seven swans. This is a really great place to come and view swans. Um, it's got a little difficult for me right now to carry my coffee as I'm doing and talk to you and then lift my binoculars. There goes the golden eye. Those swans have just pulled themselves up on a little mud bank out there. And they're just chillaxing. And the other ones are offshore. Oh, there's way more now. Look at that, I got one further around. I look, I see one, two. Six, seven, eight. From this vantage, I know there's another two around the corner, so that's ten swans now. Oh, here comes an eagle right over my head. And he just talked to us. never heard a bald eagle that's one of the sounds they make big don't really want to interrupt him oh, here comes another eagle he just called his mate to him and the other eagle's flying over to meet greet him, it looks like. See what happens. That was the one that was way out there on the sta- on the floating log. Oh, it just cruised by, so not sure. I can never tell if they're mocking me or not. I think that eagle's mocking me. Probably because I look so weird with these headphones on. Actually, it's usually the ravens that mock you, not the eagles. You know, um, it reminds me now, eagles, you think of them as being totally majestic birds, and in so many ways, they are. And, uh, but as you get to hang out with if you hang out with them, like I do, um, you see things that uh, make you realize they just got their, whole, their own eagle personality and their own little dynamic going on. Uh, when I first moved here, many, 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 many years ago, I felt like quite the wild man. And my wife and I went camping. I just destroyed my knee. I I was on a rope swing, and I was swinging way out over the beach. And then when I came down, I hit a log with my knee and blew it apart. Typical Fred maneuver. And uh, we were just getting set to go on a two-month paddling journey through Goihanes. So it kind of stunned me. So we we decided, well, we better just Um, well I better recover a little bit before we can actually go into the kayak and go right so we went off to the west side and camped on a remote beach and I built a wigwam sauna on the beach you know being all all Fred like and then uh, got in there and sweated it out and just tried to reduce the swelling and just heal myself and hang out on the beach and try to eat good food and just live in our tent and enjoy our place and with a big old melon sized knee Till finally I limped over I felt good enough and I got out of the sauna and I limped over to a, a river nearby that was flowing in the ocean and I took off all my clothes left my my um boxer shorts on and then I just for those of you that have imaginations and then uh, I swam across the creek my bum knee and these otters came up and they were like swimming around me and stuff and I was feeling all good the only thing I brought with me was uh, a hand line to, I wanted to go out to this rocky um, oh there's a seal I wanted to go out to this rocky headland and throw there goes the eagle and go fishing and just sort of swing my my my, my lure out there and be a wild man and so that's what I was doing out there with my bulbous knee in my wet um, boxer shorts and swinging 200 pound test hand line over my head and out into the surf and jigging just trying to catch anything to eat and I was feeling pretty good about myself but then all of a sudden I realized I was getting embarrassed and I kind of instantly turned red like there was something watching me I just felt like hey this isn't this is kind of and I looked up there's an eagle flying by, and we locked our gazes, and we just, the eagle's flying by, and I was all embarrassed, because I know the eagle, I knew the eagle was staring at me, so I looked up, and he was just flying by, staring right at me, staring at me, I'm staring right at him, and he flew right into a tree. <laughs> it was an adult eagle, you know, the full the full adult with the white head and the white tail feathers, big mature eagle, and it just flew straight into a tree trunk, and because it was locking gaze with me, because it was just, obviously curious about me and not paying attention where it was going. Quite embarrassing for the eagle, and quite hilarious for me, but I did feel for him because he rolled on down the branches and finally recovered and just sat there stunned. I felt kind of responsible, but at the same time, what can you do? So eagles, as majestic as they are, can do really goofy things, and it's quite revealing about their character. I'm looking now at more swans. One, they're just sort of out there, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and there's a seal he's <clears throat> I'm standing out of the mud on this rock near the in the estuary here, I'm trying to keep my feet dry. And the seal is watching me speak into this microphone. And seals, these harbor seals, if you ever hang out with them, you'll realize they're quite curious. And so they can be attracted to you just by acting weird. You can just kind of act weird. Like do goofy things unexpectedly. Jerk your head around. Like you could do a dance. Like you could do some goofy little um jazz dance, or you could do hand jazz dance, or something like that, or even just um, other little things like that, and that seems to attract them. Uh, The hard part is, um, you just got to do that alone, because if anyone sees you doing that, they're wondering what you're doing. But it is a good trick for attracting seals. Um, So, the seal is just slowly floating in here. He's just calmly drifting in because the tide is coming in. And so the flow of the river uh, on the surface anyhow, you can see it's being reversed. So he's just kind of flowing himself. He's kind of gently going up river. and He can go quite a ways up river, in fact. I've seen um, the seals around here be quite far up some of these rivers and it's it's a a bit... um, Startling to be standing there and all of a sudden a seal pops up and around the river, you know. Similarly, I've seen sharks up the river. And we even had a dead killer whale once uh, floating up and down our river for quite a while. Uh, You know, that was kind of interesting. These are the things that you do, right, Like when you live around here. You you observe stuff like that and it just becomes part of your daily activity. Hey, let's go out and see the dead whale. What's going on now? Are there any bears feeding on it? any eagles feeding on it. And uh, go down there and just kind of chillax and stare at the dead whale. Uh, One tip is, if you're hanging around a dead whale, try and stay upwind of it because they (coughs) they really stink, man. They really, really do. And I'm not just saying that. It actually is true. The dead whale smells quite awful. And uh, (coughs) we had an incident here many years ago where some tourists were here, and we had this dead gray whale, well and you know, on the beach. And um, somehow they managed to find it because some of the locals would go down there and hang out and have a smoke or whatever, and just chill while they're going up and down to wherever they're going. Just hey, let's stop in. My old partner and I, my old construction partner, and I used to stop in and see the dead whale every once in a while just to chill before we went to town and go to work. Anyways, the, these uh, tourists, it was a family with a kid, and the kid climbed up on top of the dead whale, and the dad gave him a fishing pole to hang on to so they could take a picture. Like, you know, the kid caught the whale. And, of course, the whale had been there for a while, so he, he had time to sort of fester, you know, a festering whale. What they kind of do is they bloat quite a bit. You know, they get all bloated and uh the crazy thing is the kid fell in through the bloated whale and they had to get some help from the neighbors to get him and it was quite a quite a struggle and quite a um traumatic event for the whole family but of course it lingers in our hearts as quite a funny story and uh yeah so like if you're out there and there's a dead whale in front of you i don't recommend like clamoring all over it hey there's a um beautiful nice little Salted kingfish are just sitting there, calm as can be. You can hear the sparrows chipping in the background. Yeah. So this is, uh, it's been kind of a good little solitude moment, I guess. It's just, I guess the thing to take away from this podcast is just a really peaceful morning. Uh, overcast Skies. This is uh, this is the... Um, oh, there's a little winter wren. Isn't that something? The winter wrens are best because they're the little tiny guys and they get the biggest song in the forest. And the, the weird thing, this one's right out there on a log in the ocean. Well, it's not the, the river mouth, so it's kind of a weird place for them to be. But anyhow, they're just a really, really groovy bird. And if you've never heard a winter wren song... I challenge you to get off the couch or wherever you are, and look it up somewhere and listen to the to the sound of a winter wren. Now, as spring approaches this year, and I continue to go, this is winter, so everything's kind of slow. Um, I'm gonna c- I'm gonna start getting out there, and we'll hear the sounds more of the um the vibrant sounds of spring, and all the different characters that we have here in terms of wildlife and so I'll probably keep saying right now if you've ever heard this sound but coming up in the future as this winter uh, winds down and the spring uh, comes I'm going to go out and to where the uh, all the seabirds are and I'm going to go out into the forest and we're going to hear the vibrant sounds of all the songbirds that we have here so you will no longer have to google it hopefully you'll be able to hear it right here on The podcast that I provide for you and uh, yeah it could be a good distraction like it's nice in a winter evening for me to sometimes put on some of my wildlife recordings and when it's all honking out with a 100 mile an hour wind southeast and I'm inside by the fire I can listen to my wildlife sounds and it's just kind of sometimes relaxing for me and if I can provide that for you, it may be relaxing for you as well. Okay, well, you know, just a mellow little stint down here by the estuary. And uh, I guess I'm going to have to keep moving because i got some other chores to do. But uh, it's been nice hanging out with you. And if it wasn't for you guys, I probably wouldn't be standing here right now. I'd probably be... Who knows what I'd be doing? Picking my needles on the couch. Okay. I just dropped my binoculars in the mud, so I'm going to sign out now and have fun. Uh, Have a good day today. Okay, bye.